0: Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alec Russell and I am your host. Uh, please go like, share, subscribe, tell all your friends um, about the podcast. Um, you know, we just want everybody to know about us. We want everybody to listen to us. Uh, social media, if you're gonna look for links to the podcast on Facebook, it's the Detail Solutions Podcast. If you want to interact with us on Facebook, it's the Detail Solutions Podcast discussion page. That's the page where you can go and give us any kind of feedback, criticism, tell us you love us, tell us you hate us. Um, What else? Uh, Suggest guests, suggest topics, things like that. Instagram is at uh, Detail Solutions Podcast. Uh, That's where most of our um, listeners from around the world kind of message me, and and everything is on Instagram. So I appreciate you guys on that. And then, of course, also on the Anchor app or the Anchor website, there is a message button. If you click that message button, you can leave us a nice little message. Again, tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. Tell us whatever. Um, we're looking for more interaction on there, where we can play those audio clips during. Um, episode so if you want to hear yourself on an episode leave us a message Um, today's guest tonight's guest uh, somebody I've been looking forward to. Um, it's it's taken us probably longer to, to, to link up than, than it probably should have. Um, I, I met this gentleman at MTE and was uh, super excited um, when he jumped right in. and was like, yeah, yeah, let me, you know, when we get back, we'll figure it out. And his schedule, my schedule, and probably without him, we probably wouldn't have gotten Jim White um, on the podcast, um, and, you know, has become a, a loyal listener. So, uh, Mr. Kelly Harris, how are you doing today, sir? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? Oh, man, you know, it's Friday. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, the end of the week, so you kind of get better. But so, yeah. No, thank you for having me. Thank you. for having no, me. No,
0: no, I, I appreciate it. We, you know, again, I know your, your busy schedule, and then we got busy, and yeah, it's yeah. crazy, but I'm, I'm glad to finally have you on. So, yeah, um, so, for people who don't know you, um, give us a little. Give us a little. Uh, you know, who's Kelly Harris?
1: Damn, damn. Um, <laughs> so, whew, so do we do it personally, or as my detailing background? So, I'm going to do a really quick fire sort of. Let's try and do a bio as really short as okay. possible. So, so I'm 51 years old. Um, I've been around the industry of detailing paintwork my entire life. From literally leaving school, um, my family have all had body shop collision repair centres. My stepfather, my real father, and my grandfather was a Rolls Royce mechanic. Um, so it's in my genes and blood to say that we've been car nuts. My my brothers are either car repairers or car dealers, salesmen. So everyone's car mad, car mad. Even my mother for a while was delivering <laughs> car parts for a car manufacturing company. So at school, my um, Best attributes were physical activities and woodwork, metalwork, anything was sort of hands-on. I was very good. at was appalling at English and grammar. Brilliant at maths, but uh, so I was very strong, bias one way. Um, right. Which led me to, just as I was leaving school, I won an award for woodwork and metalwork for being the best in the year at that time. And didn't even think about that it was a natural talent to do things and make things with my hands. Just right. did. But while at school, I was being a BMX at the time, a rally burner and mongoose and stuff. I was rubbing them down, painting them as a hobby, and then did it for my friends, and then transitioned to motorbikes and then cars. So I had a car before I could drive, you know, have a license, I was stripping it down, painting it, doing bits and pieces to it. But um, I actually studied engineering, so automotive and sort of mechanical engineering, which has oh, got cool. nothing to do with the detailing trade. Right. And my father and stepfather said, right, so don't come work for the family, you go and get your own job, which I can see now as an older man, reasons why you do that gets a, a good foundation, a good base for knowledge. Right. So I'm actually an R&D engineer for 16 years for a big global company, American big global company, which led me to some white, really wild and wicked places, test facilities where they may be Gatty Veyrons and the Gearbox facility, and then I remember... Building the only single engine in the world for a particular car brand. So it's going to be a prototype car, so Commonwealth diesel. So my background is really building, making, designing, and engineering and testing. Wow. And that means I've got quite a lot of qualifications in some really specific mathematics and engineering and thermodynamics and IT and science, which has led me to build a lot of cars. So a lot of people wouldn't realize I'm going to read. Really published this even though I've gone to magazines or hardback books I wrote a couple of chapters many years ago in a hardback book in 97 98 about tuning a certain particular car or engine brand then built probably over 10 cars now that I did for myself never for magazines or books as such but ended up featuring in magazines <laughs> and books um, and I did it as a hobby so I enjoyed it and the irony was at the time I would build the complete bare shell. So like you say, a chassis would take it apart and make my own suspension components right. and shoe on a different engine in there. Very unusual for the UK as well. Obviously, it's a very common thing you do in the US because you have the crate engines yeah. and the type of cars to do this. Right. Yep. So my father had his body shop with like that, 30 staff members. And they were doing all sorts of accident repairs, even lorry airbrushing. And there's a really funny claim to fame. I've got a newspaper clipping, clipping of this before... I even realized this as a thousand little tiny little kid um, my real father actually painted the some fake dummy wooden mock missiles for the pentagon how my dad i'm gonna have to find out managed to do that for the pentagon in the usa it's really for marconi for, right. um, so we had done some weird and wacky things and at the time i had no interest in paint as a young kid i was all about making things and building things but of course Probably ten years, I see all these cars being built in the background and watching what they're doing. But interesting, I really like the refinishing. But I had no interest in picking a spray gun up, which is crazy when you think about it. Um, obviously, I did in the end, um, but it was always really I noticed that the finishing state of stage of my father's very well established regarded accident repair body shop specialist at the time, which is in new, newspaper, local newspaper. It's been the largest establishment in the 70s and 80s, you know, when I've literally just been born. Oh, wow. So it was a, a big deal. And suppose I've been fortunate that that was around me and took it for granted, which I know now, <laughs> that I've learned a lot in my very young age of like 18, 19, 20 onwards and watched all these staff and managers doing what they did to cars. And then I was a quite inquisitive person, being an R&D engineer, you check and test and everything, Right. And I learned my foundations of detailing from the body shop trade, which, you know, we, I think we both understand the body shop and details are like cat and dog, aren't they? they? Yeah. Yeah. They hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas, so I've come from the opposite side and just really learned the master craft, if you want to call it that, I don't call it that now, but of wet sanding because every car was ever painted. you. You know, color sand, you sand it down, lacquer it again and then make it like glass. So that was like I thought you did it on every car
0: because right.
1: father doing show cars and then it's funny when I um jumped forward to when I started my own business which is 2008 as KDS, Keltech KDS people know me, KDS detailing I, um, I'd i already been wet sanded probably 40, 50 cars in the last 20 years before I started my own business, you know, for cars we painted or customers cars so it was a uh, Nothing to me. It was just a normal process. Right. And I, and I put a post on Detailing World, and I just started my own business up um, of me sending a fully brand new E92 M3, and it exploded. I think currently it's on like 300,000 views. Oh, wow. much an old-fashioned scroll through loads and loads of pictures and text. Yeah. So it's hard work to do. Right, Hard right. work to read and it exploded and everyone went mad and I literally overnight become so busy which as a businessman I had no idea this was going to happen it was, <laughs> if it was just a, literally coincidence I'm like one of my first jobs I was doing this car the customer said you want to go on forums I was like what's a forum I literally said to them, my bosses today I've come out from under a rock when it comes to IT and social media. Yeah, I'm way behind. I'm old school. I'm someone that's rubbing down a car, you know, in the Bondo, rubbing it down and getting it flat. And I'm happy. I'm a workshop guy, really. So when this customer said, um, do you know what a forum is and what the detailing world is? I was like, who? And I was like, have you got a laptop? I was like, never used a PC. So not that long ago, 2008, I never (laughs) used a PC. So he brought this in and showed me. And I was like, why do I need to do this? And he's like, well, just write how you think. So I did my first ever post into Detailing World was someone described it like an announcement as such, such a dramatic announcement. Right. I didn't, I didn't realise that at the time everyone else was just washing cars and putting glazes on and putting a post up about it. And everyone's going, like, oh, wow, it's amazing. I had no idea. Literally so naive. I've just wrote this like really long, probably 300 picture post. Oh, it took wow. me like weeks to do. of how I step-by-step with laser pen measurements and gloss meters and paint fitness gauges with multiple layers, with the ultrasound and eddy current in 2000. Because obviously I'm an R&D engineer. I know all this sort of stuff. back of my hand. And I know how to formulate a um, sort of science test as such. I know how to do that. I know how to do a results conclusion, you know. Yeah. So I, I wrote it like that. And yeah, it was like... took notice who's this guy and then rest is history it's weird how i got i think a couple of years worth of work very very quickly i hadn't even got a sign on my building i'd literally moving in wanted to paint and decorate and clean and tidy my building and then thinking right what do i need to buy i had literally body shop equipment right um and then I suppose DTAM was quite young then, 2008, you know, yeah. on, on social media. Yeah. So so my threads were getting shared everywhere. Um, and then, of course, not realising what I've done. Literally, I don't know if I, I had another m 3 in a few weeks later and I took some photos of that one and posted that one, then another one. Um, and I have to pinch myself because the last time I went to SEMA, when we could, obviously because of COVID, I think it was 2020 or 19. Yeah, and there's a Canadian Canadian detailer company. I won't say we've got a product brand company, big nanocotic company. Come up to me and took a photo and said, "Like, if it wasn't for you writing those threads, I wouldn't now be doing what I do." Which I've heard so many times. Even Jim White has sort of said, "I followed you, and you yeah. made me do this for a living." So that's very humbling, and it's so weird because I had no intentions of this. It was just yeah. what <laughs> I like doing. It was a hobby. Right. It felt like a hobby that just somehow morphed into a, I took a gamble and after 16 years an R&D engineer I was bored as a number in a corporate company and everyone kept saying how good I was so I took the risk right. and I wasn't, so I took the risk and did it and you know the invites and compliments and, and VIP parties and and they literally say about that first ever thread I wrote the, the M3 wet sand and I'm like it's really funny because there's hundreds and thousands of body shop guys doing exactly what I do day in, day out and put no emphasis on skill level involved. It's almost the lower the low. It's the apprentice job to sand and polish the car at the end. Uh, And I literally looked at it that way because I can pull out dents, I can do chassis alignment, TIG welding. I can build you a car, you know, literally from nut bark and design a car. So sanding and polishing was like, it literally was the apprentice's job. Yeah, and, and suddenly you're now this some sort of hero
0: with a passion to create a simple, effective paint correction system that took years to perfect. Oberk Car Care created compounds that match perfectly with pads and created a system to remove the guesswork. Products are developed by professionals to elevate both entry level detailers as well as growing detail businesses. So visit oberkcarcare.com and use the code DSP FREE all caps, and get a free 16-ounce bottle of tire cleaner with your purchase of $60 or more. Limit one per person. It's almost like a flip-flop because like you're saying, like in the body shop world, it's it's the the low, you know, like, oh, let's Mm -hmm. give that to the new guy. Let's let him do that. But in the detail world, you almost have to be skilled and highly trained to, to do the wet sanding.
1: So it, it was um, the first few years of my life in, in this industry, obviously 2008 onwards, because in 2011, I started teaching. Okay. And it was, again, the threads I wrote and this wet sanding, people kept messaging me, ringing me up, asking for advice. I was, I actually got to a stage, Alex, where, doing and that come with its own challenges, because obviously you've got to train them as well, and then most of the time you'll find a mechanic staff or a body shop staff, because back then, no one even knew what detailing was, and if you tried to explain it, like, oh yeah, I can polish a car, I can buff up your yeah. car, and it was like, not what I wanted at all, so you end up, struggled with that but I remember 2011 my first ever pupil that I used to I'd do these one-to-one courses where you spend a week with someone so but yeah in 2011 I had a, a detail that's become quite famous mess kept chasing me and chasing me saying I want you to teach me I want you to teach me and I'm like I don't do teaching I don't and at the time I'd worked with a couple of nano coating companies and they I was using I was doing product testing for them for free then of course they all went blimey you're really really precise and methodical about your testing and I'm like, well, why wouldn't I be? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's not normal, isn't it? Because obviously it's my background. It's my character as a yeah, person yeah. as well. So, and I was, of course, they started for free. And, you know, I wasn't getting payment or any subsidizing, stupidly, because I'm not a businessman. <laughs> I'd do so many hours for them that got to a stage where during the day the phone was going so much and people walking in. And remember, it was probably four or five detailers in the whole of the UK at that time that were known to be good. I was getting people travel the entire distance to the country and stay in a hotel for a week while I did their car or trailer their car down and wow. crazy things were happened. So, cause it wasn't hardly any choice of the, what I offered everyone yeah. was doing sort of more valeting type stuff then. And because I can do mechanical wear pairs and modifications as well, yeah. and people would come to me for everything. So what was happening was I was getting so busy that I joked with my staff and said that it's six o'clock on Monday when most people think you're shut in the evening, we started work. Because the entire day of walk-ins, I couldn't cope, and the phone, once got to spring. And this went on for years, and I kept getting more staff thinking it would fix it, and it didn't. And then we had, I ended up employing a front man because I, I struggled to say, sorry, I can't help you, because more than half of the phone calls were detailers that may have just died up or might have been going for a long time that are struggling and It'll be like, I'm getting this drop back from buffer lines from Rotary, and I'll be like, It's the fillers in the compound. And no, it can't be. I did this, I did that. And I'm like, Trust me, it is. Yeah. You know, I, I, so at one point, it was this uh, nano coating company that actually said, Kelly, stop this now and monetize. And as a person, I don't want, I don't see the value in my knowledge. Yeah, it sounds really weird. I want to give it for free, I don't right. want to charge for it because I like helping, but. was also suffering as a business so i put a front man in literally was sorry if your name's not down you're not coming in he's like kelly's busy yeah he was your bouncer (laughs) yeah yeah so what happened was then they were going can we pay you know and there's so much um useful information what i'm saying here because you don't know i find most details of me um i actually it's not fair in america i find detailers are better businessmen than the european detailers okay some culture in the USA. I think you're taught to be entrepreneurs. We aren't at all things in your culture. I think efficiency to be a businessman is very right. bad in Europe. That is just, we're busy fools. It's why we spend three, four weeks doing a car and you spend one, two, three days. Yeah, you know, we, we, It's just crazy, but it's a culture thing. Um, so ended up, I started teaching because we had these classes and one guy put a uh, all the whole week up on, on Detailing World. And literally from that, I ended up, I could have booked an entire year's worth of training for the first few years, wow. but my rule was I can do a week on, week off because there was a period when we did nine solid weeks in a row, I taught detailers that are now very famous and well-established because this was a long time ago. And I went, that nine weeks killed my business because I run the money, I run all what's going on and the planning and, right. and I'm like, so it killed it. So my rule become every other week. So for about five years, I never had a space. It was just like, it's ridiculous. And then of course, people are going, why have you been doing the cars? The money in training is so much higher than cars. And I'm like, okay, take all the cars away. And the, what's going on. And once we transition to PPF and pinstriping and so many other, you know, services we offered, if we never had the cars, why would someone come to you? They see the cars we're doing and seeing the work we're doing. And they go, I want to learn that level. Right. Yeah. I said, they go hand in hand and, it sounds really weird I was a, as a kid i was a very very shy i mean so shy my mother has not got a single photo of me and my oh, wow. younger brothers actually say oh, we cannot believe what you do for a living and my mum still says <laughs> that's not my son that goes on camera this is what i'm doing for you 10 years ago i wouldn't do it i struggled to have an interaction with a human being uh i did i was very reclusive i was i locked myself away in a shed or a garage you know Fixing, fixing and tinkering. I'm a tinkerer, as they say. I like to make things and design right. things. So I'm a very quiet loner. So it was very difficult to teach. And I literally taught, because it basically propped my business up. It, it made the business make money more than actually detailing the cars did. The margins were better. Right. Um, go full circle now. <sighs> to say I don't I love to be with people and less cars, I miss doing detailing as much as I used to because obviously I just dabble now and again but, but I'm very comfortable with people and I feel I've gone full circle that I can make such a difference to people that are learning and I'm getting it now I've got goosebumps now my hairs are standing up and all the people I've helped that have got such even people like Jim White you know even people that are so established as I was with me the weekend and yeah he's just like He likes being with me because I can always give him some knowledge or some fun or some advice about life in general. And he's asking me business questions regularly, once, twice a week, and we're discussing. Um, And if I can make a difference to detailers journey, literally their journeys, and I can help. That is far more important to me than the monetary value which is why I never charged in the old days for all this advice for people ringing me and emailing me. Right. Um, So I've always been a giver really. I've always liked helping, which is obviously why I now work for a brand because now I get paid to give advice Yeah. and, and teach. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's gone, you know, it's a weird transition, but it's worked. Never thought this was coming. Never realized it was going, you know, I'd never dreamed I'd be working as such in Florida MTE or SEMA and, having such a impact or influence over the brand I work for now in meetings. I've had three meetings a day about SEMA and what we're going to do and what right. we're going to demo and, you know, what my plans are. And, and I'm key person to that now. I really am. And that's, and that's one part of my role. So, and it is weird because, well, I, didn't, I forgot to say uh, Mac tools, you know, snap on Mac tools. We had a, a tool Mac tool man that come around when I was doing mechanical work on cars. And I still remember this very vividly because about 2006 2007 before I started detailing he's coming around I was buying tools off of him wearing the wrenches and then I remember doing the detailing I said I was going to be 400 pounds to detail a car but that my Detail would take three four days, which is hilarious to think that now. Back right. that price, yeah. But that was actually very expensive in England in two thousand seven two
0: thousand and eight. Right. Well, they were you doing that I mean, same same thing over here at that time. When yeah. I talked to a lot of the the guys, kind of in your shoes, they were doing it for you know two or three hundred dollars full paint corrections, and yeah. you know before coating. So they were doing the full paint correction Correct. and then putting you know some kind of wax or sealant on it for yeah you know two three four hundred dollars yeah.
1: So that I was doing, and because I think people our eyes describe it as no one understood the consumer what a detailer could do and what the hours were so it was a starting point and i always remembered the mac tall man had a cd i burnt a cd or some before and after pictures to take around all the body shops and all the sort of local garages so that they might tell their customers and when he come back the following week he said everyone's laughed kelly everyone thinks you're mad so what do you mean he went i said who's gonna pay 400 pound to have their car washed <laughs> and i'm like well it what is he said, not kelly i know you're not washing a car and i come in every week and i'm blown away what you do but it doesn't matter how much i described to them they just think you've washed the car yeah and and i think that's the issue over a decade ago for all of us yeah no one understood no one well understood. i think
0: i think it's still an issue i mean i still get you know people calling me and they're like oh that's that's too much i had a guy call me yesterday he wanted a it was a work truck. So he's like, look, I'm not looking for anything special, just quick interior clean and, and a wash on the outside. And I think I quoted him 400 dollars and something dollars or whatever. And um, you know, super nice guy. He was like, Okay, he's like, uh, you know, let me let me see. And I was like, right, okay, this guy's not gonna call back. And he calls me back and he's like, hey man, you know, he's like, uh, you know, this other guy's gonna do it for like a buck fifty. So I don't, I don't wanna just leave you hanging. I just want to let you know. But but you're right. I mean, they you know, they still I think they still think of it as just car washing. Some of them, some of them. Some of them have done their due diligence and know the difference and... Hi, I'm Corey, Mobile Detailer, taking a moment to express my pride in using AutoFiber microfiber products. Whether I'm drying a vehicle, wiping off a detail spray, or applying a ceramic coating, AutoFiber has me covered with a microfiber solution. If you're looking for high quality microfiber, check out AutoFiber at www.autofiber.com
1: and use code DSP for 10% off your order. Of course, I've taught now for 10, it's over a decade I've been teaching. When you teach someone one-to-one for a week and bear in mind i can literally say australia america most of europe and that's a lot in europe there's is all the european countries that people have traveled to spend a week with me it's quite flattering so there's been over 200 pupils that spent a week with me then i do groups of 10 groups of five groups of four for different courses so it's probably like a thousand people i've had interaction with over the last decade where they are sometimes spending 10 hours with me a day and they want to ask every question under the sun and i answer it you know and so I get to hear a lot about different cultures in different um, countries around the world. But the same thing, always the entry level of where everyone's starting is way too low in what we charge.
0: Yeah.
1: And jokingly now, lots of brands that are, interestingly have been more interested in me now I work for a brand, which I find really weird. <laughs> All the time I didn't work for a brand, no brand was interested in me now. I get a lot of questions and comments and people want to tap me on the back, come, you know, come have a drink with us. And I'm like, really? But it's again, flattering. But more importantly, the same thing comes up regardless if I'm talking to a detailer or a corporate brand is the whole industry's messed up where everyone seems to go to the bottom. We all know this and race to the bottom and everyone's value is too low. And and I've said this to so many pupils, especially like recent pupils that go, oh, there's so many detailers out there, so many, you know, is this the right time to start? And I went, I can assure you it's easier now than it was in 2008 when oh, yeah. nobody would, even I didn't know the word detailing. I literally didn't know what that meant for self. I was polishing a car, sanding and polishing it and waxing it, that's what I said. So I said, at least now more of the population understand what it is, but I still think the amount that I know is tiny Yeah. compared to, this is the problem, if they understood what you did Lawyer, attorney, you know, we call it barrister, solicitor. We all know they're going to charge you a load of money. We all know what they do. When that, they first started doing that as a job role, they must have been cheap because no one would understand they needed one. Right. If that makes sense. It's a strange analogy. but So now I always teach saying that human, humans are programmed to be attracted to shiny, smooth, flawless objects just because in nature everything's rough and jagged and sharp. And the other reason, there's two reasons is obviously when we found, I oh, always say people gold or diamond, when they first dug out the ground, it doesn't have a purpose, right. but we as attracted to it, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, whenever we first found these sort of precious jewels. And then we put a value on them because they're flawless. They're smooth and shiny. Because yeah. And the only other thing in life is the sun that glistens. that gives us the source of life and water. So, you know, sort of, cavemen we was attracted to water which is biologically in us that we are really attracted to shiny smooth glistening surfaces oh, we yeah. perceive the value is higher when they're glistening so i've always said to pupils remember this no one is ever going to say to you they didn't like their car shiny if it was for free you would have every you'd have so much work you wouldn't know do with it if it was for free so i said and no one ever says my car looks worse. Nobody. Doesn't matter what you do to it. I've done it to my friends for free. I've done it to my mother's car. That's not into detailing. She thinks it's a waste of time. What stupid job! <laughs> but actually, when I did her car, she's like, "It's amazing. It right. feels better. It feels more expensive. It feels like he's driving better." All placebo, you know, all, right. all yeah. psychological. Yeah. So I always say, pupils, the only stumbling block to our trade is the cost. That's it. it. Is how you make people understand the value. That's all it is. If it was free, we'd all have it done. Right. Everybody would. Oh, so, absolutely, yeah. So I said, um, you've got to look at it that way. So you've, the only thing they need to do is their marketing correct, their social media correct, to make educate, which unfortunately, you know, lots of detailers, I think, don't educate their customers. They show off to other detailers. Yeah. Their social media is actually showing off to the wrong audience. Yeah. And I learned that very early on, that you actually make social media stuff. If it's just a photo, when I was doing these threads, obviously I was doing them and it did get a lot more work. Um, I was writing a thread or creating a video, not for how many likes or views I get, to serve a purpose and answer a question. So if I had like all the time, how long does a car last? Or how do you wash a car? We'll make a, a couple of episodes on how to look after a coated car. So every single email that ever come in, send the link. Yeah, and it's funny because some people, oh, your videos haven't got a lot of views. I'm like, they've worked perfectly. So yeah. allowed me to get on with my job. <laughs> um so yeah, it's uh it is a it's really weird. It's a really I pinch myself moment because I would never imagine when I started not knowing what the word detail is that I'd now be traveling, standing in foreign countries. Right. Talking, people like you coming up going, Hey, I want, I want you on a podcast. And I'm like, <laughs> You know, it's like, what? Um, I've just traveled to Germany, Greece, and Poland in the last couple of months. And yeah, standing there and people, it's just, I, I, I find it comfortable now trying to even talk about this. It. i uh, stuttering. It's flattering, but I actually find it very slightly embarrassing, really, that I should be humble. I am humbled and I right. should lap it up, but I can't. But the people that are standing there, almost shaking, trembling, because they're so excited and are actually meeting me, and I stand there and I just go, I said to some people in Germany, I went, you're going to find out I'm the most normal person you've ever met. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to disappoint you, but I'm yeah. not going to be star- I'm not going to be some sort of prima donna. And then you know, and then I'm sitting at a meal and someone says, "Hey, old Jim, what? Jim White?" I went, "I find out now." And They went, "What?" This says, "My friend." And they look and go, "What?" And I'm like, I'll find out now. And he sent me a picture. And I said, Unfortunately, it's a German man, not a woman. He wants to know his age. Um, and it's just really weird that we're just, me and like Jim, he's a normal person. And then you've yeah. got these fans. You've got these, when I went biking last time and in a bar with him, people are coming up, wanting to buy him food for free and drinks. Oh, and wow. going, oh you're Jim White. And you're standing there thinking, We're in the middle of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> in the most remote place. And so Jim's like me, we, we just clean cars. Yeah. Essentially, it's the um, untrained, you know, the, the audience. So we just make cars shinier. It's just crazy. Yeah. Crazy, it's, don't it's, you think?
0: Yeah, it's funny when, when you know, so after talking with you at MTE, you know, I had reached back out to Jim again. and 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 it took a little bit before he finally... You know, replied, and and then we had a little bit of back and forth because you know he was kind of unsure about what he's nervous. Yeah, he was yeah, nervous. yeah, you know, and he had started listening to some of the the podcasts, you know, which was kind of nice. Um, but it was funny because you know, like I've I've got friends over there in in the UK and Scotland, and and you know, so like you know, I I I screenshot and I'm like, I'm like, you know, my new BFF just uh, you know messaged me today, and they're like, how oh, are you talking to Jim White? And I'm like, yeah. oh. Me and Jim tie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it's, it's funny. It's so yeah. it's so cool. He, you know, it's it's funny because you know, like you said that about him, and 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 you know, again, like you, you know, just being regular guys.
1: Oh, he sent me yeah. pictures on the way. Home. I was driving home, sent me some pictures of a job he's doing right at this moment, and just chatting about like, I knew of car he was doing last week and asking for some tips or maybe uh-huh. or advice, not so much advice, but. So he's doing something new that so I can't say anything at the moment, which may or may not be released on video. Oh, okay. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it, it's just weird because, yeah, I, I get on a plane and I'm staying in different hotels and then travelling and holding summits, seminars, and showing and demos, and you stand there thinking. I said it once to um uh, at Serum Summit 2020 when everyone was walking around strutting and who's got the best polishing, who does this, who does yeah. that. And I, and I can't help myself, and I joked, because I've got a nickname of being called Kelly Ramsey, like Gordon Ramsey, I can okay. walk in and be quite vocal <laughs> and just like, what the hell, and in spleet a lot, because I'm just that way inclined. And, and I turned around and said, I'm going to make a T-shirt that says, we clean cars, we don't cure cancer. And it was funny, some people really got it and laughed, and, and they yeah. all stopped talking. There's a big ring of people all sort of... Um, for a bit of bravado, it was fun. It wasn't sort of aggressive bravado, but also right. of chatting their methods and techniques. And I had to sigh and went, seriously? And then a couple of guys went, I'm stealing that. I want to make them T-shirts. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, seriously, you have to sit back and think, we are just cleaning cars. Yeah. And it is very humbling, very flattering that we get to do what we do, yeah. in the type of exotic cars, to travel like we do and do these sort of things, like these podcasts. So I I don't take my job, I take my job very serious, but I don't take myself serious, if that makes sense.
0: No, and that's and that's cool because that's the one thing I've learned, you know, especially with this podcast and and things like that, you know, I've got to have the opportunity to talk to people like yourself and Jim and you know, Jason Rose and all these people. But, you know, if I tell my clients like, Hey, you know, I'm going home today after work and I'm getting on a podcast and talking with Kelly Harris, they're just mm-hmm. gonna be like, who? you know yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah so yeah i think i think uh you know a lot of detailers you know get a get a little full of themselves and you're right you know we're just car washers at the and end and
1: i get it because i think another problem we got um, with the industry I, I don't know how bad it is in america and we we've spoken about this and there's um some more well we, let's say i've got about 10 videos that are nearly edited we've got a terrible backlog in the hopper where because of circumstances, we've had so many videos nearly done and started another one and nearly done that. So there'll be a quite a uh, – and I've had a lot of shows going on and, and building booths and designs and meetings. So soon there'll be quite a lot to released. And one of the videos we probably won't air because the guests said oh, – I was on this – we're a bit nervous. We talked about mental health and okay. for a detailer. And it was yeah. because I – Good or bad, fortunately. At one point, you know, I've had seven staff, six, seven staff, and I've got a lot of staff. And I've never actually almost for probably only two months worked on my own because of this explosion at the beginning where I got so busy. So it took off very quick, and I found very quickly I wasn't doing what I enjoyed. I was actually running staff. Right. And I had no choice because once you're in it and it's ticking over and it's a monster. People describe my business as a monster. Yeah. How quick and how many services we offered. Because I mean, seriously, when I, Lake Country there I worked for, when they discussed about me working full time, they asked me to write out what sort of job roles I do or services we offer. When I did that and wrote that and sat down, I was like, no wonder I'm burnt out. Because I couldn't believe we, was, we offered everything from restoration, bare metal restoration, you know? So when I had time to sit back, which has only been recently, I'll there understand why there's a lot of detailers that might be sole band, sort of one man band detailers. It's very, probably a lonely trade because obviously I spoke to Jim about this. He said it's hard work when you're on your own. Yeah. Where I'm going, I wish I had a day to myself. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've had staff and staff bring their own problems since I started. So it's sort of 13 years ago. Yeah. I've always had staff under me and new staff coming and going. And, and then they've been five to ten cars in at once and all having different services and spinning those plates as the person in the circus or doing the juggling act that's all i did all my all i know right so i've never whenever another manufacturing um, sort of nano coaching company turned around and said kelly most people are lonely you know went, it's just you've never had time to be lonely and i'm like oh i'd love to be lonely yeah i'd love to have a week to myself so Viper chairs
0: are made in the US using only the highest quality materials to ensure it can withstand whatever you put it against. Industrial grade foam padding that keeps you comfortable all day, and non marking 4 inch industrial grade polyurethane casters that can roll over anything that's in your shop. You know, unlike those cheaper quality chairs that most of us use, that as soon as you hit a rock or a pebble or extension cord you go flying off your chair so go to viperindustrial.com and use the code dsp25 and save today for me it's a uh, you know I, I, I the way i look at it is you know for 20 years running car washes and and just you know making some of the best friends that i ever had and um you know the camaraderie that we would have you know with the car wash was great and and it was hard for me when i first started being alone because i missed that camaraderie but at the same time like i love being alone now because you know it's just me and the paint and whatever music or podcast i'm listening to I, that's that's the only thing i have to worry about at that time i don't have to worry about you know, is somebody coming in today? Do they need to go home early? You yeah. know, is there a damage on a client's car? Do I got to yeah. go talk, you know, like, so, so sometimes I do miss the camaraderie of having people around. But yeah, I think, um, you know, the
1: loneliness isn't so bad. <laughs> and and it's um it's the grass is greener isn't it that's the yeah thing. That's yeah the, it's, uh, <laughs> exactly the, um, and again i think i had a long conversation multiple times with jim about how he's on his own and i'm like it sounds like heaven jim yeah and when i start explaining the issues i've had theft stealing staff you know things that have gone on and just it got to a stage i never felt like i'd go on holiday vacation as you say yeah. every time i went away something would happened i wouldn't recognize my business if i went away for more three days and I'd come back and it'd be like, what's happened? And it'd be an argument with staff and I'd be like, oh my God, you know, the customers, they get their car done and their car's fine. Right. They don't see the hassle and grief. Yeah. <laughs> and when you start having more and more staff and you've got paid vacation, so there's nearly always someone off and you think this is getting ridiculous. Then the taxes and laws and the employment yep. laws, I just, and it's funny because when Jim come down to do the video, the meets to you on the um, Aston Martin, the special edition one, and I was trying to detail it with him and he was getting more and more behind because he wanted to do it only when I was there. And I had to keep going to the office every sort of half an hour because I'd uh, sit down, oh no, I've got to pay this, this income tax and BAT and oh, law and I've got to do that employment thing and got deadlines. And, and the moment I sat down and started thinking and I had time to open my yeah. brain, <laughs> I'd be like, oh no, I've got this to do. And then staff got, oh, this customer wants to see to you and he's got this to do. And Jim was like, wow. And I think that made him realise Yeah, it's that not moment- so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That he, he's, he's, they don't know where you are in that country. You have to ask for location. You can't just pull up. Well, we have. We're in a big, big, quite large for England. busy estate where they fit tires, rims, as well, and servicing mechanical work. So it's a, quite a car estate or yard, as call it. Right. So the amount of people are just walk in from nowhere, just go, oh, what do you do?" And you see every five minutes, and you are like, yeah you book for three months. You're never going to be rude. We always say, look, you know, and then you spend half an hour walking around and it's like a sweet shop to a kid that is, yeah. like, oh, my God, look at this place. And then you feel proud of doing it, but then you go, well, that's, that's hour, an hour, an hour gone. Yeah. And, and you just think, I've got to get back to my work. So, yeah, Jim saw that side to it, where I'm like, staff are going, where's this? This is broke. I need to fix this <laughs> polisher. And we've run out of compound. We've run out of this. And I'm like, oh, my God. yeah so yeah yeah, i I, my my, i've always said the pupils my dream if i could but i'm established obviously this is the difference now that i'm established i could easily go to a far cheaper for overheads facility yeah and pick and choose customers and i only deal with that one car that week and essentially that's jim white yeah That's the the irony Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, I think I put, it's almost a normality when I say, look, Jim, he's like, yeah, okay. Um, You know, I often send to him how many meetings I've been in and the other last week, this week was in an eight and a half hour meeting, big corporate meeting at USA time. So half past 10 UK time. I've been to work all day. I'm now still in this meeting and he's like, how would you do that? I went, it's my job. So... It is an interesting thing because, again, I'm sure people go, oh, that must be amazing who you work for. It's an honor. It's a privilege. Right. And it's a huge responsibility. Right. Which I don't think people understand that sometimes. Right. They just think, oh, it's probably easy now, isn't it? Hardest thing I've ever had to do. Yeah. By far. <laughs> well, how
0: did thing. you, because most people are going to want to know, like, how of did Of course, the backstory, yes. Yeah. How did you and Lake Country, you know, come come to be, you know?
1: So, I I don't mind saying this because if, if there was ever a brand, messaging me, in con- or, or, or sorry, listen to this. I'm quite notorious for being very busy and never replying to people ever and just, just ignoring any brand apart right. from a customer. So all I was is customer focused. That's my, I'd say, apart from my know how to really sand and polish, obviously the background, my success as a business is look after the customers, obviously. So any brands in the early days, up until very recently, they'd message me, they'd send me samples, they'd ask for me and I'd be like, put it in the cupboard. I might test it. I wasn't interested. Even right. when some brands have offered me some quite good monetary deals, let's say, I still said no because I had my own business and I wanted to focus on my own business. And then 2008, 2009, a new person that worked for Lake Country Manufacturing had gone, this is so random, had gone, I think, to Argentina for some detailing show and met an- another brand and was sitting there chatting and saying, We'd like to have an influencer or an ambassador or, you know, we need someone that can cover so many parts where they're weak. And right. it wasn't just making videos. So of course they're like, well, what you're asking for, there's very few in the world that can do that. And this is a global company that they're talking to, a very large global company. And they turned around and said, my name, Kelly Harris. I said, um, there's only one person we can think of that can fit that role. So I had that company message me saying, do you mind have a partial details on? Not a problem. So it was like, you know, me like country. And this was the sales director, global sales director. And he said, um, would you like to test our pads? And currently I wasn't using their pads. I, I had a system 2000 from years ago, decades ago that I think we imported from AutoGeek. Um, I think I'd use some of their early pads. And then because availability and it's easier to get other pads in Europe, it was just changed to other pads. Is your oh man, can somebody
0: like turn that down? Hey, I wanted to tell you how the Detailers Roadmap has increased leads and boosted my website's optimization on Google. The whole process from start to finish was a breeze, and the Detailers Roadmap staff was there every step of the way. They have a full team of writers and designers to communicate with during your development, and with the Detailers Roadmap, your site is built to convert and rank high on Google's main page. So go to detailersroadmap.com
1: and start your new site design today. And I think I actually sat down about six months later on a car, like I was with Jim. And this is how my brain was. It's weird. I start polishing And then some reason, it popped in my head. I didn't reply. And it literally was six months. <laughs> so I'll run upstairs. Sorry about this. I've been, I've been a bit busy. You know, six months later. Yeah. Um, send me over XYZ. So they sent out some pads. Um, obviously, they were very good, I was very amazed. I'm normally very cynical as a person, an R&D engineer. You know, we always test things to destruction. I had my favorite equivalent brands at the time. Wasn't expecting much, to be fair, because when I've tested lots of products, they're all, this is a weird thing, like nano coating. Most people probably know I use, but I'm not gonna say I use, but other nano coatings have come along, and I'm not gonna say they're worse or better, but they're so close now, that were splitting hairs if that makes sense in, yeah they're not like twice as glossy or twice as thick or twice as because ju- you just can't really and it's like saying you buy i think you've got an rs3 haven't you yeah or well, it's on order okay so order. If, if you said you went and got an m2 and then test them you know one wouldn't be twice as good as the other right splitting hairs yeah and i think that's where we are with a lot of products in our industry now so i always just to go yeah whatever so when I gave these pads to all my, at the time I had five staff, independent staff polishing, I said independently, all test these pads and give me some sort of feedback, and I don't want you to confer. I had my opinion, and they come back with like mm, it's about ten percent more cut. Someone said five percent, someone said fifteen percent, and then I said durability. I went, yeah, the more durable, well the Velcro, yeah, the Velcro is lasting you know far more than other brands. I was like, okay, so I just gave feedback again the way I give feedback would be very methodical with loads of graphs and charts. Right. And I think what I was looking for was someone to give them some independent test. It might be a influencer. So someone that might get some free pads for doing some sort of videos. Right. And I believe that was the idea because of my videos, I sent internally back and the way I tested that I think opens got the inquisitive really they're like wow you know you really do this professionally so sent me some more pads some more pads and different pads and then the testing started before i know it i was um almost working for them full time i hadn't even signed any contracts because i just got these pads started using them and i'll keep giving the feedback because once i get some uh, a new project i run with it right that makes sense it's yeah. interesting it's new yeah. it's different um and then i was actually slightly made my own business suffer because Again, it's the helping part in me and the feedback. Um, and then I was getting back from the management saying, you've taught us more in the last six months and, you know, we've had many years and, wow, you, you, you've got some knowledge there. And then we said, do you want to come over to America and we we'll are have a meeting? Of course, that's when the start really was in 2019. I went over there just to go to see my show, but I'd went to the factory beforehand and I think, there wasn't a day go by where we spent an hour, two hours on the phone from different management every single day right round to the following year. Every day, phone calls, phone calls. What about this next? If we do this, what do you do? And I'm like, look, 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 we need to have employ me full time or I'm out because yeah, I understand how useful I am and I'm really pleased, but it's my fault just as much as late countries for I'm saying I've never no, went stop. I didn't have to reply to the emails. I didn't have to answer the phone. But I did, and the irony was I never thought it was going to turn into a full-time job. Right. It was just me being real and organic and doing impartial testing and comparing. And so the rest is history, really, where I'm involved in a lot more than just testing pads now. Um, And I never saw that coming. Um, But it's like it's made to be, as such. Um, The reason why I didn't go with other brands earlier on is most of these other brands would have been, say, a wax company or a sealant company. And sounds really silly, but maybe you'll understand the logic in this. Obviously, coming from a body shop background, where I absolutely know so much about paint, it's unreal. I mean, Mike Phillips was over recently, Yancey is in a video we've got, we have made published where he says publicly to the pupils, he went, and Yancey went, you've blown us away, Kelly. We have never met anyone with the paint knowledge you've got. I was like, thanks. Oh. And he went, you really do know your paint. And so I know really know how to sand and polish and get perfect paint. So that's always been what I liked. And it sounds awful, but a wax and a glaze felt like it was cheating to me, for right. me, myself. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not so gl- glamorous is the wrong word. It's not so technical. It's, it's like you some, nowadays you can wipe it on and off and get good results, most yeah. people. So I was like, it's not me, it's not, how can I help? So, I, I've always taught the hardest part of detailing, the polishing, the sanding and polishing, you know, and even touching clear coat and in, even painting. Um, and all the other manufacturers were around chemicals, you know, and not even the compounds of chemicals, literally just to sort of your, your consumable right. in Walmart. So, when Lake Country Manufacturing comes to me, and it's like, actually, this is the part that I enjoy the most, and I believe I can give the most to the industry. And it's the bit that I've always loved all my life. It was a natural fit. It is just unbelievably coincidence. And I nearly never replied to that email. It literally <laughs>
0: that's crazy.
1: And and I, I try and say details now. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You never know what's going to come along. Please conduct yourself professionally at all times. Try your best. You know, be a professional. It, it, it's more than just how shiny the car is, right. how good that car is. Um because if I can do it, anyone can do it. Literally, that's all I believe.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, and I think that's I think that's a good point that you make because that's one of the things that um, I mean, not that I never conducted myself unprofessionally, but especially now with the podcast, like I kind of have to. I feel like I kind of have to really pay attention to things that I say or things that I post because, you know everybody listens to the podcast or the people who listen to the podcast, what I'm finding out is kind of in the backgrounds in the shadows, there's a lot of big names. So there's a lot of companies mm. or there's a lot of this that are listening to it that aren't just, you know, regular detailers, um, you know, and, and, and I've, you know, I've always said it, you know, my, my goal is hopefully to network enough Off of this, or, you know, this, hopefully this opens more doors than just me and my work, you know, hopefully the two of them combined open doors more, that when I feel that I'm, you know, ready, or I don't want to, you know, work as much anymore in my shop, like I could say, hey, can I have a job, you know, and then, you know, so yeah, you're right, you should, you
1: know, um, you know, be more professional. Do you not think we care too much? Way, I do it another way. I had a, a trade client, car dealer client that I didn't know at the time was purchasing cars for sort of famous celebrities. So they uh-huh. would say, "I want," and he's the famous ones, Chris Evans, where he want all these cars white. His Ferraris white. So he was supplying cars. Basically, was buying these cars, sourcing the cars, bring them to me, and then delivering them. Right. And then in the end, he said, look, I don't know why I'm even doing this. I'll just get the car sent to you. And then can a client come to your facility and you hand it over? And I was like, because you, you said, you're doing that to me anyway. Do it to the client. And then I was. And then he turned around very quickly and said, Kelly, I have no question. You can polish a car. He went, what you've got to learn is to polish the customer. Yeah. And it was as simple as that. And he turned around and went, "You, the clients I've got, and I wasn't used to dealing with people like this, that have got millions or billions of pounds. Right. I was dealing, my background, I'm very poor, very, very poor backgrounds. And so is my family. And we're, we're workers, we're just hard workers. And we just struggled in life. So that's my upbringing and my and my close friends. Um, I joke with Jim White, he's the poshest person I know. You know, literally, <laughs> I joke all the time, tell him that. And so I, I struggled with that. And then he turned around and said, Kelly, you could polish the car 30% less and spend 10% of that time on polishing a customer, you'd get more customers at a higher price. Yeah. And that was like d- nearly a decade ago. And it was really, really difficult for me to change. And it didn't happen overnight. It took me ages. And that's why I got a front man, the person that could polish the customer yeah. better than I can. <laughs> Simple as that. And that is what has opened doors for me. Um, 2011, Discovery TV. It never got aired, but I had to sign disclaimer, you know, just so NDAs and, and some form to say they can air it and do a test pilot shoot some um, high-end people, but it's a media company, and it was um, quite a few episodes or mock-up of what would be happening. It's like the reverse of Dragon's Den, oh, okay. where there would be three people like me and one client, and we had to pitch for what to do to their car to increase the money, Okay. it never happened and it was like there was a wrapping company there there was a restoration company and there was me as a detailer so it was that was the idea and these three people i'll be competing with all the time each each episode and a client comes and the mock-up one the woman organically chose me with, with the pitch i had and the speech um and that got through to the stages where it got recorded and had to be aired but it was funny because once he actually turned up my shop and did a, an episode they found it too boring because <laughs> we didn't fight and argue Right, you know, um, it wasn't like the oh, what's the choppers thing? I can't, can't remember really, Paul Junior and yeah, yeah yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I watched yeah. that because of the drama yeah, more yeah. than anything. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so it doesn't so, have
0: to. It doesn't have to be real. It just no, has. It just you just have to have characters that make it look real. So yeah,
1: because it's a very club. You know, headphones on. Very boring in industry. Yeah, and they filmed it, and the and the, um, the owner of the the media company that's doing the filming it was interested in his Ferrari. Done. You know, was happy with that. And he turned around and went, it's just boring TV. <laughs> I mean, they did not say it in that way, but the way they diplomatically said it went, it's just not good to air because yeah. it's just so slow. And there's, on a camera long distance, nothing will show it changes. You know, when you wrap a car or put spinners on it and West Coast Customs, yeah, yeah. it works for TV. Right. But more importantly, somewhere, you know, Discovery contacted me. I don't know who sent them. And that was when I'd only been going three years from scratch yeah three years I mean two years I had a Bugatti on in the building that the guy just went here's the keys which way to the train station I'll see you next week No, are you insured are you safe yeah so two years in I was getting people like the Enzo I think that was three years three and a half years four oh. maybe four years in when we repainted the Enzo again the guy just turned up went here's a car let me know it's done I did like six months yeah. um, now that only comes from being professional yeah but not going, okay, good, I am at polishing. The the irony, it's how you conduct yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: It's how you represent yourself and brand. And and I think we could all do better in this industry, learning a little bit more of that, really, couldn't we, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think... uh you know, to kind of use that, I think we need to polish ourselves. Correct. <laughs> you know, there's a, Correct. Lot, there's a lot of unpolished detailers out there. Yeah. But um, do great jobs. Great. Yeah. Product. Yeah. I mean, great. But some of them, like you said that, you know, they, they can't polish the client. At least I feel, you know, when I see stuff on Facebook mm-hmm. and I'm like how you really put that on Facebook, like, you know, and it's yeah. like, you know, this is, you know, your business page or, or even your personal page that you have mm-hmm. your clients that are following you on your personal page. And you're still putting, you know, like some of that stuff. I I can't, and I, 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 I always credit Aaron Knox. I mean, he's, he's been a big um, mentor to me and it took me a little while to kind of fully understand some of the things he was saying to me, but you know, he really got me to understand like, okay, there's, you know, you know, why am I posting this? You know, is it, is it because I want yeah, the, the recognition? Purpose. Do yeah. I want somebody yeah. to look at me? So I've really got to the point now where I don't post a lot of, um, you know, show and shines as they would say, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm um, unless, unless I'm trying to, to help somebody out. Um, you know, my, my good buddy, John Purdue has that company Enzo. Um, and, and he sent me some stuff to try out. So I did on a couple of cars this week. So I posted and said, you know, Hey, this is, I use the new Enzo product and, you know, kind of just, you know, thank him for, for sending me some product. But yeah, I mean, other than that, like, you know, I feel like my Facebook page is, is boring. It's either, you know, memories of my daughter when she was little and cute and fun or its you know pictures of her cheerleading now and and that's yeah. basically about it like you know i don't i don't post a lot of stuff so
1: i mean there's been many a time i could have had an argument you know with someone on facebook but you don't
0: yeah you just don't and yeah. even they I, a
1: fight i just ignore them
0: i've 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 even been to the point now where i've there's been a couple of times where somebody said something that i don't necessarily agree with and i'll write out a whole comment and then it's backspace, backspace,
1: backspace. Because
0: yeah. there's no point. There's
1: no, no point in that. No, it's, um, and uh, again, one of my, when I worked for the, the R&D company, one of my bosses at the time said, Kelly, you're like my daughter. I said, what do you mean? He went, she's terrible. She beats herself up. And I've even had bosses at Lake Country saying, why are you so hard on yourself, Kelly? Yeah. And what they mean by that is, if not, and he said to me, if 99 people think you've done a great job, and one thinks you haven't, you won't sleep. You're in. Yeah. And he went, you've got to drop that. You, you've got to accept the majority of people you get on with. There's going to be clashes. And just try and just don't focus on the negative. And I think that goes back to if you're lonely, polishing with your headphones on, and you've got nothing to think about, and you're just staring at plain paint, it's very easy probably to get yeah. sidetracked down the bad path. Yeah. Fortunately for me, I've been too busy yeah. to <laughs> ever do that.
0: Well, that's good. That's good. Um, so you talked about SEMA a little bit. Um, mm. is there anything, um, that Lake Country is going to do that you can kind of let slip or give us a little uh, preview? I was, of- I
1: was, I was having a, a a meeting literally about three hours ago, um, on the subject. We had a a bit more of an update on SEMA. So I can't say at the moment. Um. There is a couple of new product items, quite big items, quite a sort of new thing for us that are coming along that we hope will be there definitely for SEMA. We're, we're hoping, because I'll be running the auto-mechanica stand at Frankfurt this, this year. So that's first is auto-mechanica. I'll be driving a lorry out there of all the Booth equipment. So we may even be launching what I'm thinking of at the moment in, for auto-mechanica. Then they're saying if it doesn't get launched there, it will be SEMA. But the problem is we are talking about the marketing material and the catalogue and do we put it in a catalogue or not? And it's touch and go. So if I knew it was definitely going to be there, (laughs) I can say, but I wouldn't want to say in a delay because obviously you can imagine the next show is going to be MTE. MTE, yeah. And and that's quite a long gap. And obviously we would put on marketing and social media by then that, you know, something's available, but you know, obviously, corporate brands are always going to love to launch new products. And especially these products, they're very different. They're not our normal just pads again, you know, a different type of pad. So that's the little tease I can do. Um, and yes, we so we know we're pretty confident MTE, these new items will be there. And by then, it could be three new items will be launched MTE, which I've oh, already wow. got flights arranged. So I'll be going... Good or bad, you'll make, you'll be able to see me empty again. Yeah, yeah. I'll be at SEMA, but yeah. um, yeah. So be, it's that'll uh, be
0: nice. Yeah, it, I, I mean, I'm I'm still um, I'm still trying to go to SEMA. So I mean, there's a possibility that I'll see you at SEMA. Um, uh, I just uh, every time I look for for flights, um, there's nothing direct from Orlando to right. Las Vegas okay. right now. And so I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't want to book, you know, and have a layover somewhere. And then in yeah. a couple of weeks, you know, a, a direct comes up. So I'm kind of, I'll, I'll probably kind of wait last minute or, or not, was, not super last minute, but I'll, I'll probably give it, you know, until next month or so before. I,
1: I was shocked at the price of the hotel in the senior week. Oh, it's ridiculous. I, was just like, I know, you know, call it COVID tax and everyone's got to claw their money back somehow, but damn. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Huh. yeah well so. the year the year that I went in 19 um which was the last the, the, the last main one um I didn't know any better so I flew out Monday because I was like man I want to be there hit the ground running Tuesday morning you know because it starts on it started on a Tuesday and um so I flew out Monday my hotel room at the MGM Monday night was like half of the price that it was for Tuesday and Wednesday night. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. Because yeah. I'm actually extending my SEMA because of last time I had an actual vacation, holiday. Vacation is actually 2018. I'm sure there's a lot of people in that same situation because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. So this time I'm actually taking Tracy. I say my girlfriend but I've been for a very long time. You know, I've been a yeah. with my ex-wife, so we've been you know together a long time. So she was very nervous. I said, "Come on, this I fly you out, and we'll stay." I might as well extend it that's how i know the price changes because yeah when i extended it after see quite it got a lot cheaper a week, like what the hell i mean yeah. i get why they're doing it but a ridiculous change yeah not not a subtle change it was like damn yeah i have
0: a i have a friend who works for uh westgate resorts which is you know the the the, the hotel or whatever right that's attached to the the casino and um and I, I always message her. I'm like, "Hey, you know, can you can you hook me up or whatever?" And she's like, "Not during that week, I can't." She's like, "It's blocked out." <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, listen, Kelly, uh, I know you, you know, got a busy weekend, and it's kind of late over there. It's fine. Um, yeah. I appreciate you coming on and doing this, man. Cool. Sorry it took us so long to to kind of link it's it fine. up, but this was well, awesome. as you
1: know, we we did speak. I, I used to live in a little apartment. Um, where it would be very difficult to do this because it was just two rooms. Um, so now this is easy for me to do. It's, I, it's my where I'm sitting there is my setup. When sometimes I work from home, so that's helped.
0: I think the next one we need to do is we got to try and get you and Jim together. Yeah, we'll do, do that. Do something. Do something with you two guys. I mean,
1: the ideal thing, wouldn't it, would be to answer some questions. I don't know how many people you got to follow follow and submit questions, ask you some questions, Q&A. Oh,
0: getting people to do anything on this podcast is like pulling teeth, man. I can't, (laughs) can't, man, we try to give stuff away for free. And like, you know, we can't even give stuff away for free. I mean, half of these hats I got sitting back here are like (laughs) prizes that people sent me um to give away and we can't even give away no. yeah you know so i don't know we we could try we could try and get some questions yeah i know there's a i know there's a few good loyals you know that listen yep. and and you know submit. i mean even if you probably, just put
1: you can choose topics i don't yeah. mind if you want. you know yeah i always found the paint background and i've got the painting background is very helpful because obviously it's um it's not entirely the best fit for Lake Country to be educating about what primer you use when and what base yeah. coat and what edge <laughs> prime. But actually, it's, people find it very fascinating. So in the training courses of my own courses, I used to put half a day of that in there just so they understood what can and can't be fixed. Right. Why why defects are there under paint, you know? So that's always, I think, my um, almost my selling point is that I can answer those type of questions, even if it's just... So it's inquisitive, maybe, you know.
0: Maybe we'll have you guys debate working alone or working with people.
1: <laughs> yeah. That would be a that would be a very good one because the barrel well I get on with Jim,
0: yeah, it, we always
1: have a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and actually that would be the probably the most quiet and longest time we've had to actually sit next to each other. on I mean on virtually yeah. talk, meaning when yeah. we meet, we're doing some activity. Right with other people there so yeah. it's like this one we just done this weekend it was a right disaster because i was with a, a russian guy that used to work for me oh okay he was with me jim got there late and then someone else got there a bit at a different times so the time we spoke it was in the bar for half an hour and then it was sleep and do it again yeah we, and, he, and i rung him on the way home he went oh, well i would say it's nice seeing you but it was half an hour yeah because <laughs> we'd we meet up to go and do some physical activities or something yeah. you know so yeah, if we actually got together on this, this would be the longest we sat together quiet. And still. Yeah,
0: yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, because you guys just—that was the uh, thing with Bert, right? For detailer. Uh, yes, yes. I, f- I forget yeah. what that's.
1: Uh, yeah. So, I, well, I was actually down that way biking. He was going there, so he met me later. But he got delayed from Bert from PVD, so he got there about four o'clock. We'd already been riding most of the day, so uh, okay. So the timings was a really bad timing in the end, so he didn't get his riding in. And the long story short, my Russian ex-staff member was riding one of my very precious, very rare carbon mountain bikes and
0: oh.
1: totaled it. Oh. Absolutely. And you can't buy any parts from it. It's like crashing a Ferrari Enzo FSX or something like uh. that. It, it literally is the ultimate, the ultimate, limited edition. i never use it, lent in it because he's a long-term staff and he's never crashed a bike. Um, he crashed the bike and I'm like, I don't want to ride anymore. I because I'm wow. like There's a load of money. In dollars, new no, that would be about twelve thousand dollars as a mountain bike. So yikes. Yeah. So that 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 messed that up. So uh, I left. <laughs> and then yeah, you can imagine I was in the best of moods.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Like, oh man. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it, sir. Thank you so oh, much well, again. Um, and like I said, we'll we'll I think that'll be a fun episode. We'll try and figure yeah. something out to get yeah. uh you and Jim on together. It'd be pretty fun. So, well, you have a good weekend. I, I appreciate need. it. Have a great day.
1: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.